Welcome to Basic Witches. My name is Leah Knauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest. And today we have Matt. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Why did I turn totally Midwest on that? Matt. On Dan. Um, <laughs> let me get back to it. Um, we have Matt Simpson. Matt Simpson. Matt Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> He's so awesome. He's new to the Soulfire fam, and we were so excited to talk to him because his work is all about psychedelic medicines and flow states, and he helps veterans, um, our wounded warriors and such, using psychedelic drugs. It's so cool what he's doing. PTSD. Yeah, so powerful. And he's really the messenger for all that work. He wrote the book Worth the Fight, and he has the podcast Worth the Fight, which again is in the Soulfire Network, and you should definitely check that out when you're done with this episode. Um, This episode's basically a preview for you of that. (laughs) Yeah, and spoiler, it is worth the fight, he says. So let's keep fighting, everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we dive into the episode, be sure to go to Instagram and follow us at Basic Witches. And there's a link in there where you can join our Patreon and buy merch and talk to us. We've done several Girl Talk Skype sessions today where we pulled cards for, lis- cards for listeners. And it's always so fun putting a, a face to the people who use their ears to listen to Exactly. Us. No, truly. It's like we get to become friends with our listeners. It's an amazing way to connect with us. And you help us with our fight to continue <laughs> creating this show. Um, and we're so grateful we get to do that. Um, if you want to show a little extra gratitude for that work, uh, like we said, you can join the Patreon or leave us an iTunes review. That mm. also really helps. Mm-hmm. Now enjoy this episode with Matt Simpson. God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, no, no need to apologize for bringing up the heaviness of the world. I feel it's like happening. our guests always apologize and we're like, no, this is what's going on. We mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. What was that book that you just what, yeah, listened what was to? Book? We were talking about um, a book written by Jeffrey, I think, Laswell. Um, but it's the, the Assassination of Fred Hampton. Mm. Um, a, I was, I was uh, telling Rachel, it was a 10-hour audiobook that I just listened to. It's about how our... Uh, the FBI and the Chicago Police Department back in 69 uh, conspired to kill a young, charismatic, charming Black Panther, uh, Fred Hampton. We don't talk about much. We, we, we've uh, heard a lot about you know, mm-hmm. Dr. King and, and uh, Malcolm X, but um, yeah, it was a, a, a pretty charged uh, program to, to engage. Mm. As he drinks his tea. So disappointing. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> Matt is having some chamomile because we were getting pretty worked up before we hit record. <laughs> I'm having a joint. He's having some chamomile tea. I'm also going to smoke a bowl because times are tough. <laughs> We're all in it. Um, yeah. Matt, how are you like feeling spiritually today? I'm feeling uh, really good. Um, a little bit tired. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been kind of stretching a lot uh, of late and really pushing myself. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of good things in the works. And, and I'm really honored to be here uh, sharing with, uh, with you two ladies here for... Uh, this podcast and taking this time and um yeah 
Yeah. yeah, we were saying we're so excited to talk to you because you are also on the Soul Fire Squad, our podcast network, yes. Yes. Um, which is all like spiritual based shows. And yeah, you were recently added to the team and we immediately wanted to have you on because you work with veterans and psychedelics. Yes. Can you tell us, like, really tell us, because before we couldn't get deep into it, how did you get into this work? Awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did the whole corporate, uh, grind rat race thing, um, in Chicago and, um, I'd sold a business on my 35th birthday that I'd worked really hard at for six, seven years. And, um, that night where I was uh, supposed to be out, you know, uh, partying up with the, the new company and, and staying out to all hours of the night celebrating this, this momentous occasion and, and looking forward to the future of, of, you know, all this, uh, you know, financial responsibility and, and more, more money and, and so on. All I could think about was the path that I'm on right now. And, uh, two months later I was in the jungles of Costa Rica drinking ayahuasca. And, um, I took a year to untangle myself really from the, from the fucking mess that I'd created in Chicago, uh, yeah. and travel with a backpack for 18 months. Um, it was just like peace out, y'all, and uh, with with intention. It was it was a truth journey, a healing journey. I was mm. you know decompressing and and uh, and and confronting you know my demons and the, and the childhood sexual trauma that I had in my nervous system mm. that um, that I just knew that I, I I had to take this time. So uh, in month seventeen of this eighteen month travel journey, I came across this veteran organization that's doing this work, and I was like, first of all, I felt a, a deep amount of shame that that. I didn't know that we have 22 war veterans that die by their own hand every single day. Uh, mm -hmm. That number is likely far greater. Uh, 10 to 15% of our homeless are veteran. Uh, the opioid crisis and mess, mm -hmm. and so many are stuck in self, uh, self abuse. So I felt a, a, a moral duty and obligation, knowing how ayahuasca heals trauma, to stand with them and say, "Hey, guys, you know this. This is you know this is a." These are our warriors and they're dropping like flies of suicide. Let's, let's rally, let's come together and let's do something about this. It's such a huge area of what the fuck mm -hmm. in my view of America, because it's like, what the fuck you, you create all this like patriotism and pride in your country and go fight and defend the honor of being American. And then you literally leave them out to die. Yeah. Not, not just dry. Yeah. Like it's since I have a sister who works at um, the VA hospital and I always tell her, you know, I commend her for like working with veterans because they're just so left behind. It's so crazy. It truly is. It, it truly it's insane. is. It's, yeah. It's, it's totally insane. And um, I think that there's a lot of energetic programs that keep people on the sidelines, you know, and I've, I've spent, you know, thousands of hours in meditation, wrapping my hands around these programs. And, um, and, and I think we're waking up to them. And, and at the top of the list, I, I, I think is, is um, this conversation brings up uh, a, a, a lot of really uncomfortable um, questions that don't have easy answers. Mm. Like, what are we still doing at war? Um, mm -hmm. Why are a crazy high disproportionate amount of our war veterans, why are they subjected to childhood sexual trauma in the early years of childhood development? Mm. And, and uh, disproportionately, it, it appears as though this unchecked child sex abuse that starts um, 
at the Vatican is uh, underlying, I believe personally, mm-hmm. uh, that, that that is underlying a uh, very high majority of the war and conflict that we see here. So, wow. so um, you know, and a lot of these these structures in place don't like to be questioned. Um, but that's something that I found in, in doing this work. We've seen uh, upwards of 90% of these war veterans. It's not the arm that was missing. It's not losing a, a buddy in war. It wasn't the war trauma itself. Time and time again, it's the childhood sexual trauma that wow. it appears to be driving them to war. And um, Well, I just this morning finished reading The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a book all about PTSD. And it, uh, the research started with veterans even getting that as a diagnosis. Um, and he describes how prevalent the epidemic of child abuse and child sexual abuse is. And I was like, it's bigger than cancer. It's bigger than smoking deaths. It it, it leads to, huh? One in five. Yeah, five yeah. One in four, it's, six men. And then the 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 next level I think they talk about is like if you witnessed your mom being abused, that has a similar like the the trajectory of childhood trauma is is really scientific. Your brain changes, your physiology changes as post traumatic stress develops, and it does lead a lot of people to the army. He talks about that. He talks about enrollment statistics and how it's seen as their only choice sometimes because they've now lived a life where they're scared of everything. So they act out in anger. So they don't do well in school. So then they can't really go to college and, or they can't afford it because they're in a poor community. And which is why it goes to show that mental health is so important because our brain runs everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like when we deal with that trauma and face it, it's less scary. So Matt, exactly. I have a question for you with your journey. Had you acknowledged the childhood trauma before you went on that ayahuasca trip or did yeah. it come up then? Yeah, no, I, I had, yeah. I had uh, confronted my, my family uh, in mm-hmm. my early 30s, probably four years earlier. Wow. Where I just was kind of fed up with this, um, you know, this this idea that we had this perfect upbringing, and I was like, you know what, it, it wasn't, and 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 you know, so I got my I got my my family together, and and kind of had a, uh, you know, powwow, come to Jesus, you know, meeting of like, mm-hmm. hey, this is this is the, this is my truth. Y'all can take it or leave it. This isn't mm-hmm. my my burden to carry. This is our yes. burden. You've dealt with it already. And, and, yeah. yeah. So I I had I had started the this this, this path of, of, of living an honest life. And in that, in that moment, um, you know, of, of not knowing what would come from that. And, and, uh, and I thought that I had, you know, done, you know, I'd been in therapy and I'd done all that, I made all this progress. And then, um, I go down for a weekend with, with ayahuasca and it was like, no, you've just only scratched the surface mm. and, uh, with the work that you're here to do and, and the healing work and, and really, um, uh, you know, I've, I've been in a pretty intense, um, but loving battle since, you know, of, mm-hmm. of, yeah. of dealing with, dealing with and trying to heal mm-hmm. the trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then cut to, are, are you allowed to talk? Like, I guess, let me just ask the question directly. Um, is it legal? Like <laughs> what you're doing <laughs> or do you have to like, yeah. How does it work? Yeah. Well, well, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm serving as a messenger. Um, okay. we're, we're, 
And, and I'm, uh, I have an immense amount of privilege uh, to talk about this openly because I've been working with our war veteran. There's no other way to do this mm. and, and to say, hey, this is happening. And, um, you know, it's, it's my hope and prayer that, that my work is, is uh, creating awareness uh, for the uh, veteran organizations that are doing this work. There's an upswell of these um, veteran organizations that are that have drawn a line in their sand and, and and they've said enough is enough. They're tired of losing their brothers and sisters to suicide, and mm-hmm. uh, they they've uh, taken the onus on themselves. The um, there's two organizations that are really doing incredible work: the Heroic Hearts Project, led by a former Army Ranger Jesse Gould, who's a friend of mine. Um, he's fully in touch with the sacred duty and responsibility that the veteran cause has to lead, not just for our warriors, but but for everyone, because mm-hmm. um, we're all struggling, more or less. And um, the uh, and there's another organization, Veterans Exploring Treatment Solutions, which is uh, Marcus and Amber Capone, um, which is a, a fascinating story. Uh, I, I, on my podcast, I had um, the this organization come out of the our Navy SEALs and Special Forces most elite. Uh, warriors on earth come out of the psychedelic closet and they're using um uh iboga or ibogaine to heal Ooh, what's that it's a root um uh, from a uh, african a shrub that is purported to be the the uh, granddaddy of all psychedelic medicines it's uh from again from west africa and it it is a uh 24 to 48 hour uh trip where you're you're basically a big reset and uh but it, it works for addiction like like people opioids uh they're done snap their fingers done i think 90 percent of people um go through this this uh healing which i've never done i've i've, I've done ayahuasca a handful of times wow. uh, but i never never made it to and, uh aboga okay wow. do you have to travel to get it is that the only way um yeah i mean it's it's illegal here in the in the states um of course okay. there's there's loads and loads of underground opportunities. Um, I, I think that with that, there's, I know there's opportunities in Costa Rica. There's mm. uh, two or three healing centers there that, that do that. Uh, Amsterdam has some as well. Mm, uh, of course. Or you could go to the, the source and, 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 uh, which is West Africa and, right. uh, and, and heal with the, the tribes. They have a long lineage of healing with this, this uh, medicine. So in your work with, worth the fight, are you acting as a shaman guiding veterans through it? Or what is a session, what does your work look like? Um, well, well, my work has been the, on the messenger side of the book, uh, right? of the book. Yeah. I wrote, okay. wrote the book. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, 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 uh, pledged all of the profits of the book to facilitate psychedelic healing in our war veterans. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just feel like something has to be done and uh, so I've, I've leveraged my platform and voice and, and my writing. You know, I wasn't a writer before I wrote the book, but I was like, Matt, you level your shit up, you know, like <laughs> step it up and... And, uh, and become and, a published author. <laughs> exactly. God damn it. Yeah. It's that um, easy. Yeah. So, and, and that's, the, that's the impetus and that's the, the um, motivation and inspiration for the podcast too. Mm-hmm. As, uh, you know, I'm 37 episodes into the Words the Fight podcast where we're, you know, bringing on people that are telling uh, through their journey are telling the Worth the Fight uh, mission and message of hope and healing. And um, I think that, that what really drew me to um, Soulfire Productions and, and, and uh, led to this connection is, is the, you know, our common thread with, with Kelly is that we're all, 
you know, play, playing our, our small part of, of, of the retelling of the story mm. that, um, that the story needs to be retold because it's mm-hmm. not working mm-hmm. and there's, and gravity. honestly, you know, like it's not all fluff. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It, Ret- it, uh, retelling the truth and reshaping the future to come because we don't want the future that's aligned with this shit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's not sustainable. It's not, well, it's not fair. And, and the, 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 the gap of, uh, and I think that's, that's probably been the biggest thing that I've, I've recognized these past many weeks is, and, and I had my radar on is, is this inequality is it's, it's gross, it's sick and it's, it's growing more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And, and the people that are causing the inequality and they have the most to lose are the ones that are commissioned with solving this problem. Exactly. So, they're the ones that hold uh, the power to make the decisions that affect is, all of us. Which is why if they do nothing, they're just complicit. Silence equals violence. That's what that means. And it's crazy that we've gotten this deep into this shit. Like there were people definitely that stood up and had movements and started riots back in the seventies and you know, so on. But it's just crazy that it wasn't mainstream enough that now we are in such a huge Doing it again. shift right now. And we're fucking repeating history. It's so crazy stupid. We're all human. Yeah, it's not. It hasn't been solved yet. <laughs> There's still a lot of problems repeating. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's because it, it will continue to repeat because the person who's benefiting is the person who's making the rules. So why, right. you know, they're not going to want to change the rules because they're benefiting from them. It's a, that's why, I don't know. That's why I'm happy to see a guillotine outside of Jack Bezos's house. <laughs> like, because I think it's, I think it's immoral I think our system is really immoral. I don't think, I think it's immoral to have that much money. Like there's no, there's almost no way that you didn't hurt a lot of people to get there. It's, I'm just really like waking up to that truth. (laughs) Well, I think the greed fundamentally is a projection of unhealed trauma. Totally. uh, I have to have all the things so that I can protect myself from getting hurt. Totally. He talks about that in the book too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jeff Bezos, he, he came up in a book that I just read uh, that oh, I was turned shit. on to by Connor <laughs> okay. and, um, called Winners Take All, The Elite Charade of Changing the World. And uh, um, this notion that there's eight men that have the wealth of half of our planet. Um, and that that division, that gap that we're talking about is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos is one of those men who's in yeah. that equation. Yeah. It's insane. It's like this. Yeah. So, yeah, drink your tea. <laughs> <laughs> I let my joint again because we get so worked up. We got freaked out. Yeah. So, like, what do we do, Matt? Do you have any insight or, like, I don't know, have you heard any ideas of solutions of, is it worth the fight? Please tell us. Yeah. 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 It's, it's worth the fight. And, um, and that is, I've been beating this love revolution drum since 2017 um, with, with seeing this, what I've seen 
and in what I've experienced um, with with my healing and the understanding that I I have of what trauma is, uh, you know, gives me a, an immense amount of hope that that um, and leading with leading with our veterans, uh, you know, they're they're a a subgroup of our population that transcend all of these limitations. They are are black, they're white, they're Asian American, they're Latino, they're male, they're female, they're rich, they're poor, they're, um, you know, they, they, they embody all the, 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 the religions of our country and uh, they're hurting. And uh, so that idea of, of, you know, letting them lead the way into the unknown and, um, you know, we're a year or two away from uh, MDMA assisted psychotherapy is mm-hmm. poised. Uh, it's, it's right now it stands as a cure for PTSD, um, mm-hmm. and and it's poised to um, uh, disrupt our broken mental health uh, paradigm right now. And um, and with the idea that these these other psychedelic medicines are uh, following right behind MDMA assisted psychotherapy. And this whole model is, is, um, set to be disrupted because it's not working. We're, we're in Uh a mental health crisis. And, um, the, the, the last breakthrough that big pharma has had with mental health was, was Prozac in the early Uh nineties. And, and, uh, you know, one could argue whether that was even a breakthrough. You know, these are highly addictive pills that, that, um, that require us to keep taking them. And that's, what I think the problem with psychedelic medicines is, 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 and I write about this in the book, is like the problem is, hey, these things work, people get better, and then no one makes money after that. And, and so exactly. it, doesn't fit, it doesn't fit the model. Um, Coming back immensely, to money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm immensely uh, hopeful in, in um, you know, what is in the hearts and minds of, of our, our war veterans and their ability to lead this charge and, mm. and how... Um, you know, the ripple effect of that, um, you know, building community resilience and, uh, when a, a war veteran raises their hand, we all, we all shut up and listen. We know that they have, they got lessons, you know, they should, they were in something, you know, they, yeah. they actually went and did something. Right. And, um, yeah. What is it like hearing their stories and experiences? It's heavy. It's yeah. heavy. It's, it's sobering. And, um, but it's, it's also, uh, a very, uh, inspiring, uh, you know, uplifting the, this, this notion of there's a, a Thich Nhat Hanh quote, um, that, um, you know, the, our veterans are the, the light at the tip of the candle, illuminating the way for, for the rest of the nation. If they can achieve awareness, transformation, peace, and well-being, um, then all of us will, will, you know, we can see that if, if they can do it, we can do it too. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully getting to a point where we won't have uh, war and conflict again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I totally butchered that quote. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll consider it a paraphrase. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that reminded me of something in there. Oh, just that. Yeah, we have a common respect for veterans. I think anyone you ask in America would say, oh, I, I respect our veterans. I thank our veterans. Like almost no, you know, I think everyone shares that. So I think they could get behind it if they were aware Mm -hmm. and actually paying attention to the problems that our veterans are facing. But it's like, why do you think this, how did it get here? Like, why are we not assisting our veterans more? Well, going back to those energetic programs that are really, you know, fear-based and they're really fucking strong programs. Mm. Uh, this idea of, 
of, um, you're talking about mindsets or program when you say programs, you're learned I'm talking, mindsets. I'm talking about what I, what I call in, in my book affectionately, uh, thanks to Stephen Pressfield, uh, bullshit incorporated limiting belief, uh, scarcity programs. Mm-hmm. And at the top of the list is, is, uh, the church that is abusing one in five of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Closely after that would be the you know the, the pharmaceuticals, the big, big mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals. Big pharma hasn't really done hasn't done much for our, our collective mental health, mm-hmm. and these are yeah. are very charged, um, almost taboos to broach. I think they're becoming less taboo as we're we're waking up to these harsh realities, and mm-hmm. and um, we're waking up to what what trauma is, and mm-hmm. um, and looking at things differently. There was a really inspiring TED talk that I'd, I'd seen. Um, Nadine Harris Burke, who's the Surgeon General of your great state of California, mm. um, very progressive thinker, who uh, in 2015 she put out a TED talk about trauma, and, and it's um, correlating what they call ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, mm-hmm. towards all of the maladies that we see: incarceration, yes, uh, addiction, yes. depression, um, everything that we don't want. Um, there's, you know, as, as the ACEs rise, um, th- those numbers rise as well. Yep. So mm. It's really showing that if, if we get a hold of this trauma thing, I think that we can start solving a lot of these it, trauma in our children. We can mm-hmm. start tra- uh, solving a lot of these, these broader issues that we're broaching. Yeah. It, the same statistics were cited in the body keeps the score book. Um, and how we're just setting up children, whose trauma isn't addressed and who are usually trapped with their abuser because they're a mm-hmm. child and they can't move away or take care of themselves. Um, it just sets up their life to these, these pipelines of like continually getting fucked in their abuse cycle. And I shouldn't use that word, um, but like getting screwed over. Mm-hmm. That kind of, that, that kind of sucks yeah. too. They get re-traumatized. It gets it's like we're just Over, setting them up to fail. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just realizing, like, as I read this book, you know, it's been a book I've nodded and said yes to like every paragraph I relate to. It's been really validating to hear like the physical symptoms of PTSD and how, oh, that's exactly what I feel. Like mm-hmm. this is it just makes it, you feel not crazy, you know? Um, but something that I realized in it is again, I'm super lucky that my trauma happened as an adult because my brain has a much better chance of more quickly and easily healing from it. It's Mm. still not easy, but I just was so malleable when you're young. Well, and, and when, when the abuse happens, when you're young, it gets ingrained and then if it doesn't get healed, it's harder and harder to heal it the longer you've been carrying it. Um, Except, yeah, there are incredible results from studies with psychedelics, which they talk about in the book, where um, even people who experience trauma as a child heal much faster with the facilitation of MDMA. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's really been the, the, my, my motivation and, and, and part of my why of like, how is it possible that a 35 year old man who is raised by good people and had friends and family, how is it that I felt this, this deep, profound love for the first time in my life at 35 mm-hmm. years old? And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, to be in a position um, going down and drinking ayahuasca in Costa Rica and um, confronting 
that memory that I thought that I'd addressed, but doing so. And really, this is the mechanism of um, MDMA-assisted psychotherapy, and it's very similar to um, uh, psilocybin-assisted therapy and and ayahuasca. Mm. This this notion of you're in a safe place where you can really let your guard down, Mm. and you can you can lean into that emotion. And um, our our fear response, our amygdala fear response, is is reduced to a point where we feel safe actually going Mm. to that. Um, and, and like Vander Kolk says, the mm-hmm. body keeps the score. The trauma mm-hmm. is in our nervous system. Mm-hmm. So we go back and we're in a safe place and we can go back to that, that hurt when we were six mm-hmm. or seven years old mm-hmm. and honor that hurt, feel that emotions, maybe scream that scream or cry those tears mm-hmm. or, or what, whatever we didn't do to, to finish the trauma cycle. We have that opportunity to do so and, and, and to turn that emotion into wisdom, uh, mm. dry off our tears and move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and what you're saying is also reminding me of Rachel and I have both done EMDR, which is um, used a lot for PTSD. And that is also kind of like going back to the memory, revisiting it and kind of feeling it and rewriting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is very powerful It's like work. you cannot avoid pain in life but you can train your brain to integrate mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. pain doesn't disrupt everything when it mm-hmm. happens and you can still accomplish. You know. And something I said to Rachel the other day is like, we don't choose what happens to us. Like life fucking happens to us, but it is up to us how we deal with it and cope. And like you said, fucking move on. Yeah. Which is, let's take a moment to talk about Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is a modern solution for really any kind of test you want to do. Cholesterol checks, uh, hormone levels, even COVID testing, uh, which they're bringing to you at cost. And it's all shipped conveniently to your door in a cute little box. They make it really easy. They send it right to you. You collect your sample, send it back to them, and you get your results within two to five days. Uh, Witchy disclaimer, the sample, meaning your blood. We know you guys are no strangers to blood. Um, Also, I had this idea recently with, with Let's Get Checked and Witches. You could fill up your sample that you need for the testing, and then while you're at it, save a little bit and use it to enhance your magic or enhance your plants. Love little, it. little Shop of Horrors is based on like witchery, I, I think. Mean, yeah. So if you want to get your own Let's Get Checked test, you can go to trylgc.com slash witches for 20% off your first test. Again, that's trylgc.com slash witches. Now let's get back to the show. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Uh, you know, the trauma is, is very much a part of life. There's mm-hmm. uh, acute trauma is natural. It's, it's, it's not uh, that cute. <laughs> it's not, it's not cute, but it's, it's, uh, you know, we're, we, we, when we get traumatized, like it's, we're supposed to feel it. We process the emotion and it goes away, but this chronic PTSD is not. Now that's a, that, mm-hmm. that's a symptom of, of a, a, a greater sickness, um, and when we see it in our warriors, that's a, it's a symptom of a collective sickness. And uh, I think we're waking up to that and uh, having these conversations around trauma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it lends for a lot of hope. 
Mm-hmm. And like, I love what you pointed out about um, with the psychotropic drugs, it allows the person to feel safe because that's the whole thing that that's the root of trauma is you don't feel safe anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, capital T trauma, life or death, which many soldiers have faced, mm-hmm. actually faced that. It's even more like it usually you you don't even feel safe at all in your own body and then that's where I mean you know all this but just for listeners like I want to talk about about it um that's where sometimes people with PTSD seek out high risk behavior because only being in the adrenaline of like a life or death trigger will make them actually feel alive otherwise we feel like we're not even alive in our own bodies because it doesn't feel safe to be so we like shut it down and I've experienced this, it's dissociation, you're out of body. Um, I experienced that in my trauma and in my PTSD. And it's, it's, it's so real that, that wanting to feel safe. And Mm -hmm. I so see how psychotropics make you feel safe in your body. And I just think like, I can't wait for it to be more mainstream and utilized. There's like so much potential. So much, so much, so well said. And, and, and yeah, there's, um, it's, it's a fascinating time. We have exponential sciences that that are retelling the story around psychedelic medicines around, uh, meditation too, is it, you know, another tool Mm -hmm. to, to, that that really, um, you know, we're, we're healing along the same, a lot of the same lines. Um, and, and flow states, uh, also have me extremely excited. Wait, uh, what are flow states? Um, flow states are, there's a breadth of research that is, um, that, started in the late 90s. Um, there was a uh, University of Chicago professor, uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, who wrote a book called Flow. Um, and, and Stephen Kotler, have you ladies heard of the book Stealing Fire? It's uh, no. Oh, so good. It's It's the notion of the, there's a tremendous amount of research um, around uh, flow is, is, you know, the researchers would say it's the optimal state of consciousness when we feel and perform our best mm. uh, when we're in the flow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, when action and awareness merge and uh, we're, we're just like in that present moment and mm-hmm. really dialed in. And, um, you know, there's, there's an immense, it was, it was once thought that, that, you know, uh, Miles Davis or Michael Jordan, or these, these, these people that would get into flow all the time, that that was something that, that was, um, uh, you know, God-given talent. And it's like, no, it, it's, it's something that we train. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the research has got me extremely excited. There's, there's flow research that shows that, um, that, that we have creativity spikes uh, of, of 400 to 700% more than those that are out of flow. Out of flow. There's a McKinsey study that showed that, that executives are 500% more productive in flow than executives out of flow. Uh, there was a, a DARPA study that, that it showed that um, this is all Stephen Kotler's uh, research um, that it showed that radio operators and snipers um, learned 430 to 460% uh, more efficiently while in flow. And um, that notion of, I found flow for the first time in my life, at least this macro flow, mm-hmm. when I was drinking ayahuasca in the jungles of Costa Rica. It always and, starts um, there. <laughs> <laughs> it's flowing. Everything's flowing. <laughs> It does, yes, and and subsequently with with healing uh, with with psilocybin, and um, you know, I feel like I'd, I'd uh, and, and it's been my quest to bring more flow into my life, um, mm. 
without psychedelic medicines, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, finding more sustainable ways to, to do that. And um, taking what you learn from the trips. Yeah. Totally. I guess that leads Absolutely. me to a question. If there's listeners or, or veterans or whoever that is interested in this work, but maybe doesn't want to do psychedelics, is there like a non-drug option? Yeah. I, I think that the, uh, breath work, uh, Wim Hof is, uh, mm-hmm. have you, heard of him um and, and and his work is is very similar and something that i practice every day um especially in these precarious times that we're in right now that's that's the my highest roi uh return on investment spiritual practice is mm. doing that wim hof breathing mm. um, but the uh holotropic bang for breathing. your breath <laughs> <laughs> yes bang for the breath um yes the the holotropic uh breath work is is mm. another one um and I i've think done that Microdosing psychedelics is another, it's a very low risk profile, mm-hmm. but there's, there's ex- a very exciting benefits and, 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 and a lot of potential that we don't know about where you can get the benefit, but you're not, um, you're not looking at ego death when you're, mm-hmm. oh my God, I've had one of those. I was yeah. going to ask if you, when you used mushrooms or psilocybin, did you do a hero's dose? Is that the thing where you try to have an ego death? You take a lot. Um, in twenty. 15 to 2018, I had many of those experiences and, and, um, what was that like? Um, profound, ineffable. It's really tough to put into words. Mm-hmm. Um, deep, cathartic, uh, deep tears, um, mm-hmm. heavy emotions, um, but beautiful. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think you see the, and you, and you really experience the full spectrum of the, the, human experience and, 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 and the spectrum of emotions. And, um, it's like a bad dream that you're living through. I'm like remembering mine. <laughs> yeah. They can be very intense too and, and destabilizing. And I think that, that, you know, there's this big talk right now about set and setting. And, and I think that we're having a deep reverence for not repeating our mistakes of yesteryear, uh, mm. of the sixties and seventies and, and holding these medicines and, and uh, with deep, reverence and respect and intentionality of like understanding what we're we're doing and why Mm -hmm. and um and and so as not to get off base uh especially when we're so close to legalization and there's there's really there's people that are hurting and this is this is something that that can be a game changer for our collective mental health when we're talking about slowly overhauling our broken um pill a day model that that uh, yes well i was gonna ask (laughs) What do you think is going to happen going up against big pharma? Like, how are we going to get these treatments to be legalized? That's a great question. And um, as it stands right now, uh, this MDMA-assisted psychotherapies, again, in phase three clinical trials, and uh, they've all but given the thumbs up by the FDA mm-hmm. that it will be a legal medicine in the next year or two. Wow. And it's a twenty-five, I think a $25,000 um, uh, protocol Um where you, with nine therapy sessions, uh, but three drug sessions where, where you're actually taking the pill, you're mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, listening to some Enya, going back to those old oh. memories, feeling what needs to be felt, you know, uh, and, and you have the male and the female, the therapeutic alliance, yeah. these people that you're, you're connected with and, and that are there for you. And um, the, the economic side is something that I'm not too versed in, but this is, this is kind of my high level viewpoint is that, that MAPS is bringing forth a, a social benefit corporation. For those that don't know, MAPS is the, st- the main place that started doing this, right? And yeah. got the funding. Multi- multi-disciplinary, 
Yeah, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, um, uh, uh, headed by Rick Doblin, who's really the godfather of this uh, psychedelic renaissance. And, um, but yeah, they're, they're bringing in a non-for-profit model. So they're, they're, they're going to be shifting the whole, the whole model. Um, and I would think in time, uh, that, that we're going to be getting the profit, this, this egregious profit, this egregious profit motive, which is a, a blatant, uh, conflict of interest that we can all see, but we don't know really what to do about it because mm-hmm. we're so ingrained in this way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and he's got a plan that, uh, is, I had him on the podcast worth the fight podcast number 10, and he'd mapped that, uh, 2035 would be the year that we would see a post-prohibition world where everything's legal mm-hmm. and we've we've cleaned this the the, the stain of the 60s and 70s clear mm-hmm. and uh, people can do these recreationally and therapeutically and um, and maybe that's accelerated now with what's going on in the world. I think everything's maybe. Mm-hmm. So much faster. That's my hope. Actually, is that we'll see change like way faster. What was that song you sent? There's a lyric. In oh, it. a new woman's world. Did you listen? I did. I did. <laughs> I did too. By the Avett brothers. So good. Remember, yes. there's that line that's like, I hope you can, you'll change the world in half the time, like half as much time as we've oppressed you, talking about like man to woman. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you guys listen did your homework i love yeah. that that whole album yeah leah had told us about this on a previous call <laughs> yeah so. well because you were saying that that you believe in the matriarchy yeah right? tell us more i do yes uh how did you get I, into that you know um it was the i guess waking up to the um i was so rawr you know uh <laughs> patriarch and masculine energy and and it nearly killed me and um, so the, the feminine energy of ayahuasca is, is it's very feminine, very changing, very, um, very motherly, very compassionate, uh, very, uh, there's, a, there's a, a, you know, a thing that you'll hear in, this, this, in these circles, uh, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for me, like I shifted my, my competition energies to more of a balanced, uh, balancing with um, and, and, and I always bring this back to, uh, sex and dawn, uh, Chris mm-hmm. Ryan's work. Oh my gosh. It's that is my OG book that got me into like my whole lifestyle. Wait, I really think you should grab, hold on. We're going to grab the computer charger because I don't want to lose this episode. Sure. Sure thing. Mercury retrograde. Can't be too careful. And we are charging. Good to go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, sex at dawn. Bring it, bring it on back. The yeah. listeners have heard a lot about it from me. <laughs> yeah, this um, this notion was really profound to me. This this idea that that um, that we we've been told a story that we're that we've descended from the aggressive uh, patriarchal chimpanzee. We share ninety eight percent of the DNA of the chimpanzee, but we also share ninety eight percent of the DNA from the free loving matriarchal. Bye-bye. Bonobo. I know. So I literally have a text chain called Sexy Bonobos <laughs> with some of my friends who are into this. Yes. So we're equally predisposed to competition and collaboration. So it's like we need to, we need both. Mm. And and um, so and I think that that.
Mercury. Mercury. Hi. Hey. <laughs> we lost it. Hi. Oh, <laughs> oh we no. We lost you. Is it my internet? Shoot. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Instead, yeah, I just got a note that the internet is unstable. Okay. Um, I think we're good now. Yeah. Good. Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. So you were just saying how we need equal parts competition and collaboration. Yeah, I was just, just waking up to the the notion, and, and I was always bred with this notion of competition, go, more, more, totally. consume, go, and in mm-hmm. everything. And um and and that didn't work for me. And and so waking up to that idea of of collaboration and and in the process of doing so, yeah, I, I think that the the patriarch is 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 got us in a lot of these mm-hmm. these um, tight spots that we're in right now. And mm-hmm. and um, solving the the problem with the the same way that we've created the problem is not going to be the solution. So along with the exactly. Abbott brothers, mm-hmm. um, the, <laughs> yes. the Simpson brothers over here are, are saying that, that, um, that, yeah, that, that, that I think it's time that we shift, uh, towards a different brand of, of leadership. And, mm-hmm. um, and the idea that, uh, that the matriarch could, could probably do just as much in half the time and not be like mm-hmm. pissy about it, but it's just like, it's about time guys that you pass right. the baton over where our, our species is in trouble. Like, come on now. Yes. And, and, um, yeah. So. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. being on board. <laughs> or have you always been a spiritual person? No. No. Mercury's fucking ass. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Heather, we're Dang. back. And we're Sorry. back. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I hope this isn't going to be life. really. Uh, I hope that the quality t- uh, turns out okay. I'm really sorry that we're. we're no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's um, definitely Mercury, not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd ask me about. Uh, you know, uh, yes, I've always been um, not super spiritual, but uh, you know, it's it's, it's something that's always been on my radar and, and, um, and, and certainly the last 10 years has been, uh, it's been a, you know, a wild journey and, and, uh, you know, a, a deep journey. And, mm. and it's something that I'm, I'm, um, I take very seriously, uh, with deep reverence of, you know, my practices and I have a deep meditation practice and, mm. and Wim Hof and I've done a lot of deep work with the psychedelic medicines and, and, um, and yeah, it's been, um, you know, uh, beautiful to, to, to have this and to wake up to this spiritual principle and, and, mm. and to just find more meaning and more love and more gratitude in my life. Mm. Love Goals. <laughs> yes. Um, well, have you ever had a card reading? Um, it's been a while. I think I've had a card reading, but I'm totally up for it. Okay. Awesome. Yes. I'm going to grab this new deck called Iris. It's by Mary Elizabeth Evans. A lot of listeners have been asking because it is beautiful. Mm. Um, Rachel just got yeah. it for me for my birthday. Um, good energy. So yeah, great energy. So Matt, what's on your mind? What would you like to ask the cards about? Mm start shuffling i don't know what the the i guess uh you know i'm I'm looking for guidance on um i have this woman on my mind and uh on my heart 
Mm. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's super special to me. And uh, it's a kind of a, uh, it's been a challenging situation. Um, but maybe, maybe some clarity around, uh, around that if there's, um, yeah. Love that. I love it. Insight on the lady, on the heart. All right, let's take a deep inhale and hold it at the top. Does she have glasses? And I heard like Addie or Adeline, something with an A. Her name starts with an A, but she doesn't wear glasses. Dang, you got it, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Maybe she wears contacts. You just don't know that she wears glasses yet. Possibly. <laughs> All right, Matt. I can't believe her name starts with an A. I was getting yeah, an A name. Oh, this is your card. <gasps> the whole oh my god and it's a it's a woman's face and arms going around her holding mm. a heart and you yeah. were like mm. like have you not seen each other in a while and you're going to see each other soon she's crying contact i don't know yeah there's some sort of embrace that's happening number yeah. 32 does this yeah. bring up anything for you matt the hold i i i the idea of uh yeah i haven't seen her in in, in uh since pandemic started mm. um, you know we're supposed to spend some time together in a few weeks and and yeah mm. that would be a beautiful embrace oh, mm. okay let's see what the deck says behold sometimes we are sad and we don't know why like a dark cloud came over you and won't give up following you around it might be that the best way to rid yourself of this gloomy grump is to truly bond with it so we've been saying the whole time Feel your feelings deeply. It might be that you have fear of showing your more moody sides to the people in your life. It's also possible that these feelings have come about as a way of weeding out people who no longer serve you. If they cannot love your low moods, then they can't possibly see the true brightness of your shining joy. Mm. Mm. Beautiful wisdom. Wow. wow. What do you take from that? Or how does it feel? Um, it feels like it's, it's, uh, poignant and relevant. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, as much as I try to lean into, uh, my shadow, I still, I still like to lean towards the bright positivity mm -hmm. and, and, but know that, that there's, um, that that is, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a core part of my messaging is that, that, that agree to which we, uh, own, acknowledge, and lean into our darkness is, this, mm -hmm. is the very same degree to which we can stand and share and love our life. Yeah, that's the vulnerability. Share. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. As, as does often happen with questions <laughs> of the heart, it comes back to self first yeah. and then others like hold yourself mm. and your shadows mm -hmm. and then you can love freely like you're saying. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yes. Thank you, Cars. Awesome. Well, Matt, people can obviously listen to your podcast, Worth the Fight. Um, where else can they find you and what should they listen to and watch and all the things? Awesome. Thank you. And thank you again for, for, for having me on the show and, and yeah. for going out towards the edges on some of these these charged uh, you know, topics. <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I can be found on Instagram or Facebook at uh, at Worth the Fight Book. Um, and my book, Worth the Fight, is on Amazon. Um, I did record a audio uh, audio book as well, so you can find that on Audible. Nice. And um, the podcast is um, the Worth the Fight podcast, which you can find at uh, WTFpodcast.org. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's so cool to be uh, amongst uh you know, great people doing awesome work uh, with the Soul Fire Productions Podcast Network. And it's been wonderful to connect with you two ladies. Yes. yes. And let's wrap it up with a basic blessing, something we're each grateful for today. I'm grateful that every day is a new start because yesterday I had a shitty day and today is already better. So I'm glad that's in the past. Mm I'm grateful for the medicine of edibles because they've helped me to sleep a little better the last couple of nights and it's much needed. Thank you, edibles. I'm uh, grateful for the privilege to be of, of service to, um, to people that are hurting and, and, and stuck and struggling with their trauma and, um, to uh, be uh, here with you ladies and, and be a part of the retelling of the story. Mm. And the reshaping of the future. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> we need change, okay? <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Matt. This is so great to talk. Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic Witches.